Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Śrīla Prabhupāda's books right here in the live studios in the Haven, which is located in High Kent, southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We hope you're all well and safe and happy as you can be in this world of turmoil. Uh, trying to bring a little bit of sanity by distributing um, Shabda Brahma, transcendental sound, to purify the ether and the hearts of anyone who would like to hear. We have honored guests today, our dear Prince of Hyde, we call him, and some people call him the Minister of the Interior uh, in London, Radharaman himself, Hare Krishna. He hasn't been with us for a while. We welcome him warmly. And Bhangsivad, the head pujari of Londonishwara, Radha Londonishwara, his temple. So here we are. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram <coughs> by Srila Sanatan Goswami explains what and, and glorifies the, the Srimad Bhagavatam explains what it is and glorifies it. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Barshak Shadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Shri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro man mahadana, manistadagamad bhagya, mad anandana mostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu, sadhu dayin. Atini chochata kara hanamunchagadachin mam premna rit kantayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om namo bhagavate vasudivaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the 26th chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam Fundamental Principles of Material Nature Lord Kapiladev is purifying the three worlds with his explanation of Sankhya philosophy. He first explained uh, very nicely pure devotional service. Now he's explaining the creation of the universe in detail. Beginning with text 19. 
after the Supreme Personality of Godhead impregnates material nature with his internal potency. Material nature delivers the sum total of the cosmic intelligence, which is known as Hiranmaya. This takes place in material nature when she is agitated by the destinations of the conditioned souls. Purport This impregnation of material nature is described in Bhagavad Gita, 14th chapter, verse 3. Material nature's primal factor is the Mahatattva, or breeding source of all varieties. This part of material nature, which is called Pradhan, as well as Brahman, is impregnated by the Supreme Personality of Godhead and delivers varieties of living entities. Material nature in this connection is called Brahman because it is a perverted reflection of the spiritual nature. It is described in the Vishnu Purana that the living, enti living entities belong to the spiritual nature. The potency of the Supreme Lord is spiritual and the living entities, although they are called marginal potency, are also spiritual. If the, if the living entities were not spiritual, this description of impregnation by the Supreme Lord would not be applicable. The Supreme Lord does not put his semen into that which is not spiritual. But it's, it is stated here that the Supreme Lord puts his semen into material nature. This means that the living entities are spiritual by nature. After impregnation, material nature delivers all kinds of living entities, beginning from the greatest living creature, Lord Brahma, down to the insignificant ant, in all varieties of form. In Bhagavad Gita 14.4, Material nature is clearly mentioned as sarva yonishu. This means that all varieties of species, demigods, human beings, animals, birds, and beasts, whatever is manifested, material nature is the mother, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the seed-giving father. Generally, it is experienced that the father gives life to the child but the mother gives its body. Although the seed of life is given by the father, the body develops within the womb of the mother. Similarly, the spiritual living entities are impregnated into the womb of material nature. But the body, being supplied by material nature, takes on many different species and forms of life. The theory that the symptoms of life are manifested by the interaction of the 24 material elements is not supported here. The living force comes directly from the Supreme Personality of Godhead and is completely spiritual. Therefore, no material scientific advancement can produce life. The living force comes from the spiritual world and has nothing to do with the interaction of the material elements. Text 20 Thus, after manifesting variegatedness, the effulgent Mahatattva, which contains all the universes within itself, which is the root of all cosmic manifestations and which, and which is not destroyed at the time of annihilation, swallows the darkness, that covered the effulgence at the time of dissolution. Purport <clears throat> Since the Supreme Personality of Godhead is ever-existing, all blissful and full of knowledge, His different energies are also ever-existing in the dormant stage. Thus, when the Mahatattva was created, it manifested the material ego and swallowed up the darkness which covered the cosmic manifestation at the time of dissolution. This idea can be further explained. A person at night 
The person at night remains inactive, covered by the darkness of night. But when he is awakened in the morning, the covering of night or the forgetfulness of the sleeping state disappears. Similarly, when the Mahatattva appears after the night of dissolution, the effulgence is manifested to exhibit the variegatedness of this material world. Text 21 The motive of goodness, which is the clear, sober status of understanding the personality of Godhead, and which is generally called Vasudeva, or consciousness, becomes manifested in the Mahat Tattva. Purport The Vasudeva manifestation, or the status of understanding the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is called pure goodness or Shuddha Sattva. In the Shuddha Sattva status, there is no infringement of the other qualities, namely passion and ignorance. In the Vedic literature, there is mention of the Lord's expansion as the four personalities of Godhead, Vasudeva, Sankarsana, Prajumna, and Aniruddha. Here is the reappearance of the Mahatattva, the four expansions here in the reappearance of the Mahatattva, the four expansions of Godhead occur. He who is seated, seated within as Supersoul expands first, first as Vasudev. The Vasudev stage is free from infringement by material desires and is the status in which one can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, or the objective which is described in the Bhagavad Gita as Adbhuta. There is another feature of the Mahatattva. The Vasudeva expansion is also called Krishna Consciousness, for it is freed from all tinges of material passion and ignorance. This clear state of understanding helps one to know the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Vasudeva status is also explained in Bhagavad Gita as Chetragya, which refers to the knower of the field of activities, as well as the super-knower. The living being who has occupied a particular type of body knows that body, but the super-knower, Vasudeva, knows not only a particular type of body, but also the field of, field of activities in all the different varieties of bodies. In order to be situated in clear consciousness or Krishna consciousness, one must worship Vasudeva. Vasudeva is Krishna alone. When Krishna or Vishnu is alone, without the accompaniment of his internal energy, he is called Vasudeva. When he is accompanied by his internal potency, he is called Dwarkadish. To have clear consciousness or Krishna consciousness, one has to worship Vasudeva. It is also explained in Bhagavad Gita that after many, many births, one surrenders to Vasudeva. Such a great soul is very rare. In order to get release from the false ego, one has to worship Sankarsana. Sankarsana is also worshipped through Lord Shiva. The snakes which cover the body of Lord Shiva are representations of Sankarsana. And Lord Shiva is, al is always absorbed in meditation upon Sankarsana. One who was actually a worshipper of Lord Shiva as a devotee of Sankarshan can be released from false material ego. If one wants to get free from material mental disturbances, if one wants to get free from mental disturbances, one has to worship Aniruddha. For this purpose, 
worship of the moon planet is also recommended in the Vedic literature. Similarly, to be fixed in one's intelligence, one has to worship Prajumna, who was reached through the worship of Brahma. These matters are explained in Vedic literature. Text 22 After the manifestation of the Mahatattva, these features appear simultaneously as water in its natural state before coming in contact with earth is clear, sweet and unruffled. So the characteristic traits of pure consciousness are complete serenity, clarity and freedom from distraction. Purport The pure status of consciousness or Krishna consciousness exists in the beginning. Just after creation, consciousness is not polluted. The more one becomes materially contaminated, however, the more consciousness becomes obscured. In pure consciousness, one can perceive a slight reflection of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As in clear, unagitated water, free from impurities, one can see everything clearly. So in pure consciousness, or Krishna consciousness, one can see things as they are. One can see the reflection of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and one can see his own existence as well. This state of consciousness is very pleasing, transparent, and sober. In the beginning, consciousness is pure. Texts 23 and 24. The material ego springs up from the Mahatattva, which evolved from the Lord's own energy. The material ego is endowed predominantly with active power of three kinds goodness, passion, good, passionate, and ignorant. It is from these three types of material ego that the mind, the senses of perception, the organs of action, and the gross elements evolve. Purport In the beginning, from clear consciousness or the pure state of Krishna consciousness, the first contamination sprang up. This is called false ego or identification of the body as self. The living entity exists in the natural state of Krishna consciousness, but he has marginal independence and this allows him to forget Krishna. Originally, pure, pure Krishna consciousness exists, but because of misuse of marginal independence, there is a chance of forgetting Krishna. This is exhibited in actual life there are many instances in which someone acting in Krishna consciousness suddenly changes. In the Upanishads, it is stated, therefore, that the path of spiritual realization is just like the sharp edge of a razor. The example is very appropriate. One shaves his cheeks with a sharp razor very nicely, but as soon as his attention is diverted from the activity, he immediately cuts his cheek because he mishandles the razor. Not only must one must come <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> not only must one come to the stage of pure Krishna consciousness, but one must also be very careful. Any inattentiveness or carelessness may cause fall down. This fall down is due to false ego. From the status of pure consciousness, the false ego is born because of misuse of independence. We cannot argue about why false ego arises from pure consciousness. Factually, there is also the always the chance that this will happen and therefore one has to be very careful. False ego is the basic principle for all material activities, which are executed in the modes of material nature. 
as soon as one deviates from pure Krishna consciousness, he increases his entanglement in material reaction. The entanglement of materialism is the material mind, and from this material mind, the senses and material organs become manifest. Text 25 The threefold ahankara, the source of the gross elements, the senses and the mind, is identical with them because it is their cause. It is known by the name of Sankarsana, who was directly Lord Ananta with a thousand heads. Text 26 This false ego is characterized as the doer, as an instrument, as an, as an effect, and as an effect. I'll read that again. This false ego is characterized as the doer, as an instrument, and as an effect. It is further characterized as serene, active, or dull, according to how it is influenced by the modes of goodness, passion, and ignorance. PURPORT Ahankara, or false ego, is transformed into the demigods, the controlling directors of material affairs. As an instrument, the false ego is represented as different senses and sense organs, and as the result of the combination of the demigods and the senses, material objects are produced. In the material world, we are producing so many things, and this is called advancement of civilization. But factually, the advancement of civilization is a manifestation of the false ego. By false ego, all material things are produced as objects of enjoyment. One has to cease increasing artificial necessities in the form of material objects. One great Acharya, Naratam Das Thakur, has lamented that when one deviates from pure consciousness of Vasudev or Krishna consciousness, he becomes entangled in material, material activities. The exact words he uses are Satsanga Chadi Kainu Asate Vilas Te Karani Lagila Ye Karma Bandha Pangs. I have given up the pure status of consciousness because I wanted to enjoy in the temporary material manifestation. Therefore, I have been entangled in the network of actions and reactions. Text 27 From the false ego of goodness, another transformation takes place. From this evolves the mind, whose thoughts and reflections give rise to desire. Purport The symptoms of the mind are determination and rejection, rejection, which are due to different kinds of desires. We desire that which is favorable to our sense gratification, and we reject that which is not favorable to sense gratification. material mind is not fixed, but the very same mind can be fixed when engaged in the activities of Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, as long as the mind is on the material platform, it is hovering, and all this rejection and acceptance is asat, temporary. It is stated that he whose mind is not fixed in Krishna consciousness must hover between acceptance and rejection. However advanced a man is in academic qualifications, as long as he is not fixed in Krishna consciousness, he will simply accept and reject and will never be able to fix his mind on a particular subject matter. Text 28 
The mind of the living entity is known by the name of Lord Aniruddha, the supreme ruler of the senses. He possesses a bluish-black form resembling a lotus flower growing in the autumn. He is found, he is found slowly by the yogis. Purport. The system of yoga entails controlling the mind and the lord of the mind is Aniruddha. It is stated that Aniruddha has, is four-handed with uh, Surashan Chakra, Kanchal, Club and Lotus Flower. There are 24 forms of Vishnu, each differently named. Among these 24 forms, Sankarsana, Aniruddha, Prajumna and Vasudeva are depicted very nicely in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, where it is stated that Aniruddha is worshipped by the yogis. Meditation upon voidness is a modern invention of the fertile brain of some speculator. Actually, the process of yoga meditation as prescribed in this verse should be fixed upon the form of Aniruddha. By meditating on Aniruddha, one can become free from the agitation of acceptance and rejection. When one's mind is fixed upon Aniruddha, one gradually becomes God-realized. He approaches the pure status of Krishna consciousness, which is the ultimate goal of yoga. Text 29 By transformation of the false ego in passion, intelligence takes birth, O virtuous lady. The functions of intelligence are to help in ascertaining the nature of objects when they come into view and to help the senses. Purport <clears throat> Intelligence is the discriminating power to understand an object and it helps the senses make choices. Therefore, intelligence is supposed to be the master of the senses. The perfection of intelligence is attained when one becomes fixed in the activities of Krishna consciousness. By the proper use of intelligence, one's consciousness is expanded, and the ultimate expansion of consciousness is Krishna consciousness. Text 30 mm -hmm. Doubt, misapprehension, correct apprehension, memory and sleep as determined by their different functions are said to be the distinct characteristics of intelligence. Purport Doubt is one of the important functions of intelligence. Blind acceptance of something does not give evidence of intelligence. Therefore the word sankshaya is very important. In order to cultivate intelligence, one should be doubtful in the beginning. But, but doubting is not very favorable when information is received from the proper source. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that doubting the words of the authority is the cause of destruction. As described in the Patanjali yoga system, Pramana viparyaya vikalpa nidra smritayaha. By intelligence only can one understand things as they are. By intelligence only one can understand whether or not he is the body. The study to determine whether one's identity is spiritual or material begins in doubt. When one is able to analyze his actual position, the false identification with the body <clears throat> is detected. This is viparyasa. When false identification is detected, then real identification can be understood. Real understanding is described here as nishchayaha, or proved experimental knowledge. This experimental knowledge 
can be achieved when one has understood the false, the false knowledge. By experimental or proved knowledge, one can understand that he is not the body, but spirit-soul. Smriti means memory, and svapa means sleep. Sleep is also necessary to keep the intelligence in working order. If there is no sleep, the brain cannot work nicely. In Bhagavad Gita, it is especially mentioned that persons who regulate eating, sleeping, and other necessities of the body in the proper proportion become very successful in the yoga process. These are some of the aspects of the analytical study of intelligence as described in both the Patanjali Yoga system and the Sankhya philosophy system of Kapila Dev in Srimad Bhagavatam. Text 31. Egoism in the mode of passion produces two kinds of senses. The senses for acquiring knowledge and the senses of action. The senses of action depend on the vital energy and the senses for acquiring knowledge depend on intelligence. Purport. It has been explained in the previous verses that mind is the product of ego and goodness and that the function of the mind is acceptance and rejection according to desire. But here, intelligence is said to be the product of ego and passion. That is the distinction between mind and intelligence. Mind is a product of egoism, egoism and goodness and intelligence is a product of egoism and passion. The desire to accept something and reject something is a very important factor of the mind. Since mind is a product of the mode of goodness, if it is fixed upon the Lord of the mind, Aniruddha, then the mind can be changed to Krishna consciousness. It is stated by Narottam Das Thakur that we always have desires. Desires cannot be stopped. But if we transfer our desires, to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that is the perfection of life. As soon as the desire is transferred to lording it over material nature, it becomes contaminated by matter. Desire has to be purified. In the beginning, this purification process has to be carried out by the order of the spiritual master. Since the spiritual master knows how the disciples' desires can be transformed into Krishna consciousness. As far as intelligence is concerned, it is clearly stated here that it is a product of egoism in passion. By practice, one comes to the point of the mode of goodness. And by surrendering or fixing the mind upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one becomes a very great personality or Mahatma. In Bhagavad Gita, it is clearly said, Sa Mahatma Sudur Labaha. Such a great soul is very rare. Could we shut the window? Thank you. In this verse, it is, cl it is clear that both kinds of senses, the senses for acquiring knowledge and the senses for action, are products of egoism and the mode of passion. And because the sense organs for activity and for acquiring knowledge require energy, the vital energy or life energy is also produced by egoism and the mode of passion. We can actually see, therefore, I'm going to read this purport, I mean this paragraph again. This is very nice. In this verse, it is clear that both kinds of senses, the senses for acquiring knowledge and the senses for action, are products of egoism and the mode of passion. 
And because the sense organs for activity and for acquiring knowledge require energy, the vital energy or life energy is also produced by egoism in the mode of passion. We can actually see, therefore, that those who are very passionate can improve in material acquisition very quickly. It is recommended in the Vedic scriptures that if one wants to encourage a person in acquiring material possessions, one should also encourage him in sex life. We naturally find that those who are addicted to sex life are also materially advanced because sex life or passionate life is the impetus for the material advancement of civilization. For those who want to make spiritual advancement, there is almost no existence of the mode of passion. Only the mode of goodness is prominent. We find that those who engage in Krishna consciousness are materially poor, but one who has eyes can see who is the greater. Although he appeared, we'll read that again. We find that those who engage in Krishna consciousness are materially poor, but one who has eyes can see who is the greater. Although he appears to be materially poor, a person in Krishna consciousness is not actually a poor man. But the person who has no taste for Krishna consciousness and appears to be very happy with material possessions is actually poor. Persons infatuated by material consciousness are very intelligent in discovering things from material comforts, but they have no access to understanding the spirit soul and spiritual life. Therefore, if anyone wants to advance in spiritual life, he has to come back to the platform of purified desire, the purified desire for devotional service. As stated in the Narada Pancharatra, engagement in the service of the Lord, when the senses are purified in Krishna consciousness, is called pure devotion. Text 32. When egoism and ignorance is agitated by the sex energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the subtle element sound is manifested, and from sound comes the ethereal sky and the sense of hearing. Purport It appears from this verse that all the objects of our sense gratification are products of egoism and ignorance. It is understood from this verse that by agitation of the element of egoism and ignorance, the first thing produced was sound, which is the subtle form of ether. It is stated also in the Vedanta Sutra that sound is the origin of all objects of material possession and that by sound one can also dissolve his material, this material existence. Anavriti Shabdat means liberation by sound. The entire material manifestation began from sound. And, and sound can, be also, can also end material entanglement if it has a particular potency. The particular sound Capable of doing this is the transcendental vibration Hare Krishna. Our entanglement in material affairs has begun from material sound. Now we must purify that sound in spiritual understanding. There is sound in the spiritual world also. If we approach that sound, then our spiritual life begins and the other requirements for spiritual advancement can be supplied. We have to understand very clearly that sound is the beginning of the creation of all material objects for our sense gratification. Similarly, if sound is purified, our spiritual necessities are also produced from sound. Here it is said, that from sound, 
the ether became manifested and that the air became manifested from ether. How the ethereal sky comes from sound, how the air comes from sky, and how fire comes from air will be explained later on. Sound is the cause of the sky, and sky is the cause of shrotram, the ear. The ear is the first sense for receiving knowledge. One must give oral reception to any knowledge one wants to receive, either material or spiritual. Therefore, shrotram is very important. The Vedic knowledge is called shruti. Knowledge has to be received by hearing. By hearing only, we have access to either material or spiritual enjoyment. In the material world, we manufacture many things for our material comfort simply by hearing. They are already there, but just by hearing one can transform them. If we want to build a very high skyscraper, this does not mean that we have to create it. The materials for the skyscraper, wood, metal, earth, and so on, are already there. But we make our intimate relationship with those already created material elements. I'll read that again. The materials for the skyscraper, wood, metal, earth, and so on, are already there. But we make our intimate relationship with those already created material elements by hearing how to utilize them. Modern economic advancement for modern economic advancement for creation is also a product of hearing. And similarly, one can create a favorable field of spiritual activities by hearing from the right source. Arjuna was a gross materialist in the bodily conception of life and was suffering from the bodily concept very acutely. But simply by hearing, Arjuna became a spiritualized Krishna conscious person. Hearing is very important and that hearing is produced from the sky. By hearing only can we make proper use of that which already exists. The principle of hearing is to properly utilize preconceived materials is applicable to spiritual paraphernalia as well. We must hear from the proper spiritual source. Well, believe it or not, it's 8.03. Okay, we'll stop our reading here. It goes pretty fast, huh? These purports are very complex and very deep. So we will begin tomorrow with text 33. In the meantime, we'll simply sit here and anticipate the reflections of these assembled sages on what we've just heard. Hare Krishna. What happened? That other, that other microscope stopped working. <clears throat> Put the extension cable on it. Oh, I see. Got it. First is from Rati Manjari. <clears throat> yes, Rati. First off the blocks the, the t- tonight. Jai Guru Maharaj. Let the mercy flow. I'm trying. If I could only become pure could flow even better. But Prabhupada is transcendental. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi. Hope everything is okay in Florida. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna dear Maharaj and all assembled sages, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Sri Mad Bhagavatam. Happy Akadashi to you all. Yes, it is Kamika Akadashi.
We forgot to mention it. Thank you for bringing it up. And from Jayashree. Jayashree Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. She has come to the UK. She's now in Nottingham. She's coming here on the 26th, I think. The trains are still running. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Ho, Hari Bo. So happy to hear the daily reading live. Hare Krishna. From the purport 3.26.31, quote, Desire cannot be stopped, but if we transfer our desires to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that is the perfection of life, unquote. Such a concise but clear message from Srila Prabhupada. The Bhaktivedanta purports are so eloquently written. It is so concise and so and easily understood. Forever in debt to Srila Prabhupada. Your servant, Jai Sri Devi Dasi. Thank you very much, Jai Sri Devi Dasi. Thank you so much. And it sounds uh, difficult. It isn't, it, it isn't difficult. To think of Krishna is actually the easiest thing to do. But the application of it is difficult because of all of the uh, accoutrements of the material world, which is being described here by Kapiladev. It's, it's created just to distract our minds from Krishna. So therefore, in the material world, it isn't so easy to apply it, but once one does apply it, then things become clear automatically, as we heard in one of the purports. The clear consciousness. Clear consciousness means Krishna consciousness, which means that our original consciousness is Krishna consciousness. And that Krishna consciousness becomes uh, polluted or contaminated, just like distilled rain water is pure. When it touches the ground, then it becomes polluted. Then it has to be filtered. So the sadhana bhakti process filters it, and the original consciousness comes out, and we awaken, like we've awakened from sleep. Then we can see things clearly. Hare Krishna. No? Isn't it? From Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all the assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading. Today I heard that, quote, although he appears to be materially poor, a person in Krishna consciousness is not actually a poor man, <coughs> but the person who has no taste for Krishna consciousness and appears to be very happy with material possessions is actually poor, unquote. I also heard that, quote, we have to understand very clearly that sound is the beginning of the creation of all material objects for our sense gratification. Similarly, if sound is purified, our spiritual necessities also are produced from sound. Jai Sri the Prabhupada. I thought that's why we chant Maha Mantra every day. Thank you so much. Yes, it certainly is. And it's why we go out and try to convince people to take to Krishna consciousness especially to take these books. And the sound that we vibrate while we're trying to do that is pure. To the degree that our motive is pure. If our motive is pure, uh, to glorify Krishna, to satisfy Srila Prabhupada, our previous Acharyas, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Sri Krishna, Radha Krishna, then that sound which we vibrate to convince a person to come to Krishna consciousness or to take a book is spiritualized. And that sound can take us to the original happiness which resides, which is part of our soul. Hare Krishna. From Jema. Hare Krishna Jema. Will you please accept my respectful obeisances, Guru Maharaj? 
Hare Krishna. Oh, all right. Funny how many of my questions that you answer without me even asking them. I am amazed. I feel I am right up to this stage in my Krishna consciousness. And I just listened to the glories of the Lord Anantadev, Srimad Bhagavatam, right before this. So that must be a sign I'm on the right path. Mm. I love it in Sanskrit by Mantra Trance. That chapter is very auspicious when sung and is one of my favorites. Jai Sri Bhagavan Sankarshan. I will keep taking in the transcendental sound vibrations. Think the little part of us that doubts and double checks is properly only Krishna's wise part anyway. Hare Krishna. Is, is only, what's the last part? Properly only Krishna's wise part anyway. Yes. Read the last three sentences again. I love it in Sanskrit by mantra chants. That chapter is very auspicious when sung and is one of my favorites. Jai Sri Bhagavan Sankarshan. I will keep taking in the transcendental sound vibrations. Think the little part of us that doubts and double checks is properly only Krishna's wise part anyway. Hare Krishna. Yes, that's right. And that was put nicely in your own words. Uh, the, the sound of the Srimad Bhagavatam is it's actually Krishna. And when you say it's the wise part of Krishna, it is the wise part of Krishna, but it is also fully Krishna. Because Krishna's wisdom and Krishna's happiness and Krishna's everything, they're all absolute. They're all Krishna. Therefore, in another one of the purports, it is said that the sound that delivers us is Hare Krishna. That sound comes from the spiritual world. It enters Lord Brahma's ear by the sound of Krishna's flute. So what it really means is that we already have Krishna. By coming in contact with these books and vibrating that sound that Jamin is talking about, that, is, that sound is Krishna. And it will bring us back to the state of our original consciousness and our original wisdom, which is how to... Uh, engage everything all of Krishna's energies in the service of Krishna to reconnect everything the separated material energies to reconnect those energies to Krishna and it's interesting because although it's a fact that devotees are sometimes appear to be poor not all devotees are poor Yudhishthir and the Pandavas, they became the most opulent persons on the planet. But when Krishna left, as soon as he left, they all just took off all of their royal paraphernalia and just walked to the north until they dropped dead. Because their opulence was in service of Krishna. It was there to assist Krishna in his mission of delivering his pastimes to the people of the material world so that we have the sound of the Srimad Bhagavatam, especially the 10th canto, but the whole Bhagavatam, to hear and remember and try to understand. So this is real liberation, it's real knowledge, it's real remembrance, and all those things bring us to the state of our original pure Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna. From Gemma? Yes, Gemma. So all of our parts are like little drops of Krishna's whole. Yes, of course, nice 
Thanks for that, Hare Krishna. Yes, but it's it, at the same time. It's not that when the, the little drops of Krishna or the infinitesimal particles of spirit, which are the souls, the individual souls, it's not that when Krishna emanates them, then he becomes no longer. He he maintains his individual identity and the souls that emanate from him maintain their individual uh, identities eternally. Therefore the soul's natural position is to serve the Supreme Soul, the source of his existence and her, her existence and everything else. Hare Krishna. And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to His Divine Grace. Tonight we heard about how one who is afflicted by mental troubles has to meditate on Aniruddha. I was wondering how we can do that. Is this the same Aniruddha as which is mentioned in the Krishna book? If yes, would reading the story of Usha and Aniruddha equate meditating on Aniruddha? Thank you. Yes, absolutely. It's also chanting Hare Krishna. By chanting Hare Krishna, uh, you me meditate automatically on Aniruddha. Just as Krishna is the source of all incarnations and all forms of, of the Godhead, so that the sound of, of the Mahamantra is the source of all other uh, names of Krishna and all other all activities of Krishna and forms of Krishna. They're all contained within the transcendental sound of the Mahamantra. That's why it's called the Mahamantra. It's not that we can't listen to the story of Usha and Aniruddha in order to meditate on Aniruddha. That's fine. It's very good. But the chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra uh, gets us there. Gives us that ability. Purifies our, our hearts and our minds and and, and allows us to go there. Hare Krishna. And from Subarao Rajagopal? Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace. Thank you for your daily readings. In 3.26.21, quote, In order to be situated in clear consciousness or Krishna consciousness, one must worship Vas Vasudev. Vasudev is Krishna alone. When Krishna or Vishnu is alone, without the accompaniment of his internal energy, he is called Vasudev. When he is accompanied by his internal potency, he is called Dwarkadish. To have clear consciousness or Krishna consciousness, one has to worship Vasudev. Vasudev. I remember this verse of Queen Kunti's prayers Krishnaya Vasudevaya Devaki Nandanaya Cha Nanda Gopakumaraya Govindaya Namonamaha Thank you for your readings so we can listen or practice Shravanam Sound is the cause of the sky and sky is the cause of Shrotram, the ear the ear is the first sense for receiving knowledge. One must give all reception to any knowledge one wants to receive, either material or spiritual. Therefore, Shrotram is very important. The Vedic knowledge is called Shruti. Knowledge has to be received by hearing. By hearing only can we have access to either material or spiritual enjoyment. Unquote. Your kind of preaching by reading is special. That enables us to practice Shravanam. Thanks. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. There was a nice statement by 
one of the sons, special sons of Krishna, Jesus Christ. He said, let those who have ears hear. So everyone has an ear. So what does it mean, let those who have ears hear? It means that hearing is done not just with the physical ear, but it's done with the pro proper submissive spirit. If one hears submissively, then one gets the knowledge. If one doesn't hear submissively, then there's, it takes time. But if one hears actually submissively, then one can get the knowledge immediately. It's why it's so important to control the mind. It's why it's so important to learn the art of chanting Hare Krishna, Ma Mantra, without offense. Learn what the offenses are, learn how to avoid them, and then we can hear with, with a rapt attention. Another way of saying submissiveness is rapt attention. When the mind and the intelligence are not thinking other things while we're chanting, then, then the sound can go through the mind, through the intelligence, down to the soul, and wake the soul up. Everything's there already. It's not that anything is artificially uh, injected into the system. It's there already. Pure love of Krishna. Siddha Krishna Prema Kabha Namunoi. So it just has to be awakened by uh, attentive or he attentive hearing or hearing with rapt attention or submissive hearing. These, these are synonymous terms. And this is transcendental sound. It, it comes from the spiritual world and when it, uh, in, it goes into our ear, when our ear is attentive and uh, submissive, then it wakes up the soul. And the knowledge in the soul. Hare Krishna. From Daitari Hari? Daitari Hari. Oh, this Welsh boys are here. We'll have to be here for the rest of the night. The reflections. Please go ahead, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks for tonight's reading. I always wondered about the context of worshipping the quadruple expansions presiding over consciousness, false ego, intelligence, and the mind. While it's interesting to hear about Vasudev, Sankarshan, Prajumna, and Aniruddha, it seems like we don't at all actually need to worship them separately to purify our consciousness, false ego, mind, or intelligence. We are much more often told that we need only chant Hare Krishna. Yet tonight we heard about worshipping each of these expansions to help us advance in spiritual life. How do we make use of this information without taking it out of context? Well, they're not contradictory because Krishna is the source of Vasudev, Sankarshan, Prajumna, and Aniruddha. So by meditating on Krishna, you automatically meditate on these other uh, personalities. But that doesn't mean that you can't meditate on those individual personalities at the same time. That's what the Bhagavatam is for, to help us understand how it all fits together. But it's true what you said, that by chanting Hare Krishna without offense, you automatically worship uh, the other expansions of Krishna. You don't have to worship them separately. You can. Every individual soul has an original identity, an original relationship with Krishna. And the chanting of Hare Krishna will gradually awaken that particular uh, relationship with Krishna that is, that is inherent in the soul. The reason why we 
emphasize it so much is because Lord Chaitanya emphasizes it so much. And he's Krishna, personally, come to teach us how to uh, become a perfect devotee. So Lord Chaitanya, at the end of his uh, uh, incarnation, at the end of his time with us in the material world, he meditated on the pastimes of Radha and Krishna constantly. But before that, he traveled and preached, you know, and delivered and, ch and chanted Hare Krishna into the ears of all the people of India and made them all Krishna conscious. So he, his life shows us the path to full Krishna consciousness and uh, our original relationship with Krishna. And it's through the medium of spreading the Krishna consciousness movement. And all of these things are included in the spreading of the Krishna consciousness movement. Because we read these books, we have to hear these books all the way through the Bhagavatam. And it helps us to come to the point when we come to Krishna's pastimes, we understand then that Krishna is the source of everything. He's the source of all these other expansions. And therefore, although we don't need to worship them or chant their names, individually or hear about them even about their pastimes still we can and we do and there's no contradiction the contradiction may appear to be uh, apparent but it's not there is no contradiction that's why it's recommended that we keep hearing this Srimad Bhagavatam uh, cover to cover again and again and again because gradually by the mercy of Krishna by our attachment to this literature, uh, everything will become revealed to us. So Lord Chaitanya came to teach the Srimad Bhagavatam and to deliver the pure chanting of the holy name, the Mahamantra. That's the Yuga Dharma. So sometimes we hear things in the early parts of the Bhagavatam uh, that may appear to contradict, but they don't. It doesn't contradict. Hare Krishna. Is that okay? It's okay. Taitari mm. Hari said, wonderful. Thank you for that. Hare Krishna. Jemma says thanks Hare Krishna Hare Krishna and Rati Manjari said thank you for making it easier once again <laughs> and Subara says beautiful picture of the Lordship on the altar yes it's true so thank all of you for your wonderful reflections and discussions and appreciations Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhakti Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as Lord Kapila Dev elaborates on the creation of the universe, taking us away from the influence of the modes of nature. Hari Krishna. See you tomorrow.